Welcome to Believe It or Not Life with your host, Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. Now here's Jill, introducing today's guest on Believe It or Not Life. We're so glad you've joined us again today for Believe It or Not Life. This is an exciting day. We have a very special guest with us. I'm Jill Taylor, your host, and we have Janet Paul with us. And Janet is serving in Akron Summit County here in Ohio as a, a director of a center. So we're excited to have you here, Janet. Thank you, Jill. It's my pleasure to be here with you and to share about Akron Pregnancy Services. Yeah. How did you end up at Akron Pregnancy Services? you got a little storyline there, don't you? I sure do. <laughs> um, I started at Akron Pregnancy Services in the late 1990s. My husband was actually preceded me as a board member. And when he left the board, he said to the director, well, uh, you don't want me to stay for another term. You want my wife. And I think that's the only time he's ever volunteered me for um, anything out in the community. Well, the executive director took him at his word and invited me to come in and talk with her. And I thought that I was going to offer something to Akron Pregnancy Services, but what I realized was it was a divine appointment for me mm. to begin to wow. be on the board of APS and to take me to a place of deeper healing, but to also serve other women in the community. So I served for about three or four years on the board, and then the staff at APS was beginning to go into some correctional facilities in the Akron area mm. to take post-abortion healing and recovery curriculum. And my heart was just really captured for that. And so I asked if I could go along. And at the time, the policy was is you couldn't be a volunteer and a board member. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'll resign from the board and become a volunteer. And, of course, being a volunteer is also being a board member because you're not being paid <laughs> on the board. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, Definitely. go ahead. Clarification yes. on that. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so I went into a local halfway house, mm -hmm. and we began to take some post-abortion uh, Bible study materials and share that with the women. And once I got in there, I realized that the women were really – um, not just suffering from post-abortion, many of them had been abused in childhood. Many of them were in very, very broken relationships where they were being abused in their adult relationships. Sure. Many of them had been in foster care. Many of them had just been in a variety of situations where there was just an evidence of brokenness and pain and loss, shame, mm -hmm. and just, just so much going on in their lives. So after a couple of years of, of being in correctional facilities, the Lord had absolutely captured my heart for women hmm. who were wow. broken, wounded, lost. And I was just compelled by the love of Christ for what he had done in my heart and what I was seeing him do in the hearts and lives of women who were coming to him in correctional facilities. It just absolutely wrecked me, changed the course of my life, wrecked me in a good way, <laughs> changed the course of my life. Ultimately, I went through chaplaincy training and became the chaplain at the Summit County Jail and uh, continued ministering to women that were incarcerated. Akron Pregnancy Services was part of my life over 20 years ago and sent me into jail <laughs> and <laughs> kept me in jail for about 20 years. And wow. then recently, 
about four years ago, the executive director asked me to come back and lead the Life Center at Akron Pregnancy Services, which is their um, ministry outreach to uh -huh. their clients. Yeah. And then upon her retirement two years ago, I became the executive director there. So, so from jail, you came back out and, and went into this exciting ministry again, really. Again. It really yeah. brought me full circle. That's where I started, and then um, that's where I am again now. So you do a lot of services for the clients who come in. You kind of mentioned a few of them, but just education and, and providing for material support. What else do you do? Um, of course, we uh, invite women to come in uh, if they need pregnancy testing. Uh -huh. We really get a lot of phone calls for women who think that we are possibly an abortion clinic. Uh -huh. We call those uh, phone calls Mr. Green Calls. <laughs> and when the Mr. Green call comes in, it goes over um, its broadcast that there's a Mr. Green caller, and then a staff person will get on the phone and invite the woman to come in for an options counseling appointment. And our option counseling is we really want to tell, we want to have a conversation with the woman. We want to show her the love of Christ. We want to talk with her about the truth of all of her options mm -hmm. that are available. And... Option counseling is a big, um, a big deal for us is to really, really try to get the women in so that we can have a face-to-face -face meeting with them and love on them, um, show care and concern for them, talk about their real options, and then allow them to make uh, the choice. One of the things that we try to do with this program when people are listening to Believe It or Not Life is encourage them to look for a center in their area. So if people are listening here in the Akron area, it would be a great place for them to come and consider volunteering or helping with some of your your material needs or whatever whatever it is, even be a donor, help help you with the costs of doing the ministry. So you're a great example of what we're talking about. Uh, for, for those of you who are listening, just think about Akron and think about how important it would be to be able to be a, a service there. That'd be great. So you actually are looking perhaps for a place to move. You've got the building maybe on sale or sold and and actually, you had a, an, an interesting tenant. I, I want to hear about that tenant that you had in your basement. <laughs> sure. Akron Pregnancy Services has been around for 35 years. Mm, and wow. for 30 years, we've been at the same location on Market Street and Broadway in downtown Akron. So we serve a very urban clientele. Last year, our building was sold. And in that part of Akron is uh, developing arts and entertainment oh, district. Oh, yeah, right by the art mm -hmm, Right across museum. from the art museum. Sure. So we got a new tenant underneath of us, and it was a art gallery. Oh. So we thought, okay. I went down to check out uh, some of the exhibits in the small pop-up art gallery, and I was stunned. My heart just dropped because as I looked at the art, most of it was art of a sexual nature, and mm. it was deviant. It was Satan moving into your basement. Huh? It was. It was even to even yeah. pornographic, I would yeah. say. And I walked out into the hall and um, was trying to compose myself. And all morning, I had heard the pounding of nails. And I, after I saw the gallery inside, I thought, "Well, I better go see what's going up on the outside of the building." <laughs> so I followed that sound of the pounding of nails. And when I went outside, there was a two-story poster being put on our building. And the artist was there just gleaming over his artwork, his giant artwork. And it looked like a monster to me. 
And I said to the artist, well, what does your art represent? And it was a three-headed goddess of motherhood, he said. And there were chains and snakes and fangs and blood, and it was very gory. Mm -hmm. And my heart just broke because I thought this is somebody's picture of motherhood Mm -hmm. and how off that was. Well, he continued to put up that giant piece of artwork, and it actually covered the my the window in, uh, your in office. my office okay. on the second floor. <laughs> it was two stories tall. And for a month, over a month, we just prayed and prayed, and um, many people in the city called and complained. And eventually, God moved that gallery out and took that picture mm-hmm. down. But it's definitely a... It's a spiritual battle what we're doing because the message of life right. is just very- right. It is a spiritual battle, and it's and I think as uh, alarming as that story is, and yet fascinating to me that it that it would happen, and that it takes a strong person to say no, not my window, you're not covering, mm-hmm. and I know that that's what you had to do. Right. Um, it still it, it shows that Satan does not want organizations like Akron Pregnancy Services or any center that's mm-hmm. serving women in this way to really exist. And boy, the the prayer of people who are listening today are mm-hmm. very needed. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of people stepped up during that time that I didn't even know were praying for our center or were interested at all, came to our sidewalk and prayed. We didn't call the city council or anything, but there were many people who did on our behalf, on, on behalf of life. Yeah. So yeah, it was well, it was really very interesting time. Well, thank you for sharing that <laughs> story. And I think we're going to take a quick break and come back soon with some really fun stories and interesting things about what's going on in the ministry. So thank you and hold on, listeners. We'll be right back. Thanks for sitting in on today's conversation with Janet Paul of Akron Pregnancy Services. If you have a story you'd like to share, maybe a question to ask, or perhaps you're wondering what you can do to help make a difference for life. Contact Jill Taylor. She'd love to hear from you. Her email address is simple, jill at chooseliferadio.com. Drop her a quick note. Again, that's jill at chooseliferadio.com. If you prefer to drop us a letter in the mail, our postal address is Choose Life Radio Network, P.O. Box 36622, Canton, Ohio, 44735. Jill will give the P.O. Box again at the end of the broadcast. But now, let's get back to today's conversation. Hey, welcome back. This is Jill Taylor, and you are listening to Believe It or Not Life. And I've been giggling a little bit with Janet Paul while you've been away for the break. We have a lot in common. We've enjoyed a lot of similar things. So I think as you're, you kind of jumped into that ED position, executive director position, and your staff, I understand, works very hard with you. So you've got a great team there. That's wonderful. Yes. That's great. So APS is a grassroots organization. And so in my role, even though I have a big title like executive director, I do pretty much everything <laughs> from organizational leadership to development to teaching classes to uh-huh. seeing clients. Um, we're definitely all servant leaders. And um, we're a volunteer organization. And we really, really appreciate and invite 
people to come in and to be a part of the organization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Volunteers are extremely important uh, to this this type of an organization. Again, if you're thinking about where can I get connected, this is a great opportunity mm -hmm. to look for whatever is close in your neighborhood that you can get involved with. I think one of the things that's really helpful is to actually just walk through and tour and ask for somebody to show you around and show yes. you what they do. Because then they'll see the, the materials room. They'll get to see some of the pamphlets that are available that we can hand to a client that they can take home that message that Christ has for them. Just really neat to think of them coming through and looking at it and then saying, wow, I want to be on the board or I want to volunteer. How can I get involved? Yes, definitely. So we encourage that, don't we? Yes, yes, <laughs> we do, definitely. And sometimes people think that they don't necessarily have a specific skill that lends itself to the ministry. But I think if people come with an open heart and just simply mm -hmm. say yes, the more available they are, the more God uses them. So. I want to I draw out, too, from your story that you told earlier about uh, being involved with the women in the jails and understanding that the incarcerated women have got histories behind them of being mistreated, being hurt, being wounded, not trusting, all those things that come when you feel like your back is against the wall. And I think that that's often where a woman finds herself when she's even considering an abortion, uh, doesn't think she has many choices, and there are a lot of choices. And mm -hmm. so I think one of the things that's really powerful that you have to offer is for people to understand this is a place where people can come who are looking for all their options and yes. to understand all their options. Yes. And while we don't provide abortions at centers where we're promoting life, we do provide education so that people understand that this is probably going to be very harmful if you move forward with it emotionally and spiritually and every other way. So yes. tell me a little bit about that with your clients. How do they deal with that? I think sometimes there is a perception that in a pregnancy resource center that people, a client would come in and be berated or somehow pressured mm. into beaten up in in the sense of uh, you know I'm coming in with a need and you're going to you're going to tell me how horrible I am shamed kind of or trying to be forced into a decision that yes. may not be uh -huh. yeah. um, their own decision which couldn't be farther from the truth uh, many of the people at our center at some point in their life have chosen abortion uh -huh. have gone through healing and recovery um, and restoration for that that's my story as well Hmm. And we minister out of a heart of compassion. We understand the pressures that a woman is going through. We understand that she may feel hopeless and confused, and we want to meet her in that with compassion and love, but also share truth with her so that she can understand that if she does make a decision for abortion, what, what the real cost is, the cost of the life of her child, but also for many, the emotional damage and trauma that that will hang with her, right? Yeah, really, yeah, for, for, for possibly the rest of her life. Um, right. The positive side of that is that we also embrace every woman who has chosen abortion in the past or who has gone, has had sexual issues, and we offer Bible studies, reconciliation, mm -hmm. recovery. We em embrace women who have 
made those choices in the past and who need a safe, mm-hmm. loving uh, group environment to uh, walk through recovery. And I think one of the wonderful things about Bible studies in a place like this, it's not like maybe your church Bible study would be, where you're mm-hmm. trying to really get deep and understand the meaning of that word and what does it mean in Hebrew, how right. to, what, you know, et cetera. But the opportunity to really have, does, does, does did Jesus address this issue for me? Mm-hmm. Does he love me even though I chose to end a life? Does he accept me? Can he forgive me? Those are the kinds of Bible studies. I put that in air quotes that that we that we might be able to have a chance to share. Because I think a, a, a client walking in doesn't necessarily want to sit down and have a Sunday school lesson. No. You know, so when we're when we're in the church we we're thinking a different thing when we think Bible study. But what they really want is to hear that hope that's offered in scripture that god loves us that we are his creation and there's nothing we can do that would push him away from us so those are the things that i think of when you say bible study for clients Mm -hmm. have you had some neat stories of uh, women who have come in and been surprised by the sweetness of of the center and not not felt judged or maybe even thought i'm not coming in because i've been here before and you'll be ashamed of me because i'm back again same you know same routine here tell me a little bit of, of a story or so that you might have that would that our listeners could enjoy recently a young woman came in and she had been referred to us by a physician i don't know if the physician thought that we did abortions or if he sent the woman for options counseling. But when she came in, she was so hopeless and overwhelmed. She actually had gone to the physician to schedule a tubal ligation. She had three children and her child was four months old. And she had struggled greatly with postpartum depression. And so when she heard that she was pregnant again, all she could think of was abortion. She came in and we sat down and she told me all the reasons why she simply could not have another child. She was overwhelmed. She had struggled so much with depression. She didn't have the resources. Mm. And um, I just listened to her and had true compassion on her for the situation and everything that was going on in her life. We talked about opening options. What were her real options and where could she possibly turn if she chose life for her child? What would be options for support for Mm -hmm. her? And she began to lighten. She began to consider um, what it would be like if she chose abortion and what it would be like if she chose to give this child life. Wow. And as I encouraged her and gave her a vision of what her life could be like with this child and what her life would be like without the child, she began to imagine this baby, another child in her household, in her family, and became very encouraged that this was not a life that she wanted to end Mm -hmm. and that she would know for the rest of her life, if mm-hmm. she chose abortion, that that baby wouldn't be part of her family, that her children would be missing a brother or a sister. And in the course of that appointment, she decided that that was not something she wanted to do, even though she had come in absolutely convinced that abortion was the only answer for her. Yeah. 
And in just listening to her and loving her and helping, letting her really talk through it and um, consider what her options were, Mm -hmm. um, she became very empowered that she was a good mom Mm -hmm. and that she could mother this child and that God would help give her all the resources that she would need. I continue to stay in touch with her and offer prayer support and encouragement for her living children and also the child that she's carrying in her womb. And what surprises me so much about this story is that she says, you just encourage me so much, and I feel like I do so little for her. Yes, we do pray for her, and I occasionally send her uh, a text, and she always talks about how much that encourages her and how much that um, gives her hope for her life and for the life of her children. And so I think what a small thing, really, that I'm offering and what a big impact it's making in her life. And we don't think about how, uh, when we're in in healthy marriages and we have a partner who's working with us, it's always delightful to sit down around a dinner table and talk over your day and talk about the problems you've had and and have each other kind of say, well, this might work better. You've got someone as a sounding board for you in that case. But the reality is when a mom is alone in a home with little ones, desperation can become a very real thing that just grows and grows and grows because you have no one else to pour that kind of positive news in like you did. Mm-hmm. And that's that's great. I love to hear that story. Yes. And it seems like, again, such a small thing, but it it just the love and the encouragement mm-hmm. can make such a huge impact. Well, I think God was encouraging you as well in yes. your work and your ability to speak to to people. I think you had a story one time that you told me about a gal who turned out to have twins and she really had some needs. Uh, it was going to be a tough thing for her to carry and have uh, the support system that she needed. And then you had a surprise happen almost instantly after meeting her and talking with her. What what was it that happened? She came in also very abortion determined, Mm -hmm. and she came in for an options discussion and met with one of our client advocates. After the appointment, she went home and considered those options and ultimately came back and said, I've chosen life for my baby. Well, a few weeks later, uh, with her medical ultrasound, she came back to inform us that not only was it one baby, but it was two. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, the big news of twins. And she went through a very rough pregnancy with those twin girls and ultimately had the babies. Uh, she needed a lot of support emotionally, of uh, physically, uh, spiritually, financially. For one thing, two of everything. Yes. (laughs) And she also already had two children. So this was was huge. And a group, just at that time, it was before Christmas, a group called and said, we are all mothers of multiples, and we would like to bless another mom (laughs) of multiples. And do you have anyone that we could adopt this Christmas? And immediately our thoughts went to her. To her, And so we made the recommendation for this mom and her twin daughters. They came through for a whole year of helping to provide material support for her. Diapers, formula, (laughs) uh, clothing, just... Amazing. Everything that those babies needed, and it was a terrific form of support. And we could not have 
um, got the roller decks out and found somebody to uh, provide all those needs in such a way, but God made a divine appointment for those two to be together. That's that is so exciting and so encouraging to even think about the the way that you didn't have to make that announcement to right. anyone. God already had it covered, mm-hmm. and those people are blessed because they're helping exactly the type of client they wanted to help. Yes. And then she got much more than she ever would have thought. She made that decision without knowing mm-hmm. how people were going to come through, but how right. sweet for her to learn how God came through for her. Right. That's really exciting. <laughs> I have a friend who says, if you just pray up and show up, let God do the work, and he doesn't disappoint. So that was a great example of that. Well, I think, Janet, one of the most fun things that that I'm getting to see is the smile on your face, even though I know every day you are running into people who may not be as um, appreciative as they could be or they're frustrated that their appointment has to be postponed for 10 minutes while they're finishing up with someone else. But you you show you just show the love of Christ in you. And so I think that as as you've been talking today, uh, we're getting a good reminder that this is a, a safe place for women to go. And so one of the things that I love to tell the audience and the people who are listening today is that you you can go to a center, get familiar with it, and then maybe there's someone that God will bring to you that needs help. And you can Go there with them, walk through it with them, and and be that second person to walk alongside. So we're excited to have you today, Janet. Thank you so much for being here with us. You've been listening to Choose Life Radio Network. We hope that if you have comments or suggestions, please don't hesitate to drop us some mail at P.O. Box 366 And that's in Canton, Ohio, 44735. Looking forward to talking with you next week here on Believe It or Not, Life. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.